This is something like that with Nav. Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? Wonderful year. 2022 has been awesome, man. This is uh, my second last show of the year, and I'm going to make the best out of it. It's been a wonderful year. So many great bands were on board. We had a lot of conversations. And uh, of course, before we wrap it up, you got to have some good stuff on the show. So this week, or rather this episode, I've got this awesome band. I'm still puzzled with the name. I don't know whether it's some sort of a condition or there might be another reason behind the whole thing of having this particular name. They are known as the Wicked Livers. And let's bring them on board on the vocals. We have Kitana, our lead guitars. We have Kevin and, of course, Steve on the drum. Hi, yes. What's up, guys? I, of course, you got to help me out before I even get into anything at all. Why the name Wicked Livers? Is it something to do with after whole sessions of bad alcohol? Uh, or is there something to do with food? Or I don't know, man. you got to tell me about this. Okay, well, it comes, when it comes to the protein being... Um, I'm just kidding. But okay. <laughs> many, okay, many people uh, has approached us and is like, okay, why Wicked Livers? Why? Do you live wickedly? Do you... I'm like... No, it's much cringier than that. Our livers are wicked, you know, due to certain activities that we do a lot. Oh, so that's okay. why the name Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, that explains it because that's what's wondering. But seriously, who came up with the name? I think it's. Um, I mean, we, we. I think as a collective idea, we came up with that name. Like it, it started off with. The wicked stone. Stone, the, yeah, okay. wicked stone. And that the name just didn't click, you know. Then mm. I was just, we were just like, hey, what is actually wicked with us? Uh, we can't just say the wicked songs or the wicked guitarists or the wicked. Then we just all like, holding our beer bottles like, hey, <laughs> I knew it. Wicked, I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, it's the best part of every show is asking people um, or telling people, why do you think we're called the Wicked Livers? Keep drinking and you'll find out. I knew it. I knew that was definitely going to be the reason behind that, man. But so far, your liver condition is okay, right? So good, right? We'll find out a lot 20, 30 years from now. <laughs> After all the streets and shows, <laughs> at the rate you guys are going on the live scene, ah oh, man, I I can't man, I can't just cope up with you guys. I'm I'm afraid of that. Every time I go for a live show, I just try to sit as as further as is possible, closer to the bar, hide myself, because the moment I meet a band and that's it, one for the road, bro, one more, bottoms up, bottoms up, bro, one more, bro, one more, bro, and before you know it, I've just completed one barrel. So dangerous, <laughs> like you guys. You guys are pretty dangerous. Yeah, yeah. you're very, very dangerous. Especially you got one of the band members, Julio. He and his brothers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, Julio has has really toned down. Huh? Really, has uh, slowed down. Actually, I'd be impressed. I think he found um, life found- within. Uh, a spiritual being, so oh. alcohol is not his thing anymore. It's he has found God. All right, we got, we got. yeah, <laughs> okay, we'll find out about that. Let's get to know about Wicked Livers a little more. Apart from the name, uh, you guys are unnew. You're not really new. You've been there for a, quite a while now, at least at least about five years, uh, to be exact, more than five years. And this was not exactly the lineup that you had, right? You had a completely different lineup. You had about five members, if I'm not mistaken, at the very start when you started this whole band, right? Different vocalists. And I think you had another guitarist in between. So please enlighten me. How, give me the history. It's always nice to know the origin story of the band. <laughs> Over to you uh, guys. 
I, I, the thing is, we first started off as an instrumental band. It's like oh. me and my two best friends. Okay. A drummer and a rhythm guitarist. Then from there, we're like, hey, we can't just keep on playing songs after songs after songs. We need a singer. I tried to sing. We come to guitarists and uh, playing together now. <laughs> and hearing myself after that, hell no. Lah. So I was just like, okay, we can have a guy singer. But what if we have, we actually had a female rock singer. You know, okay. Just to be different from the rest. And how we stumbled upon Kier is actually a very, very funny story. Um, I think we're all hanging out with our friends. And then this girl sings. Okay. So just like, hey, I heard. Because I think Lavonia was talking about yeah. it. She sings, you know, she sings a lot. I was like, okay, what do you sing? One Direction, you know, like Paramore. And then when oh. I heard Paramore, I was like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Okay. How about Guns N' Roses? Guns N' Roses songs. And from there, she's like, I, I know this, I switch out of my like, you know, switch out. But when we brought her to the studio, when she started singing Welcome to Jungle, Paradise City, I was just like, Jesus! Here we go! <laughs> Thanks, like, and I'll let Kill continue like, on how we actually became. Was that the story, or did they threaten you with anything to join the band? So many threats. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, just like what Kevin said, I, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a rock fan before joining the band, or kind of like a multi-genre, I listen to... You know, whatever is popular at the time, like a lot of old music, okay. 80s, you know, stuff. So when Kevin started introducing me to Guns N' Roses, that was kind of how we first started out, just covering lots of Guns N' Roses. Okay. I started like get more and more obsessed with how rock, you know, music goes and the feel and, and what it brought out of me because I've been singing for years, but I've never done rock. It's always been like, just pop songs so it was really cool and uh yeah that's that's how i got roped into this crazy wicked journey but do you <laughs> enjoy doing your rock songs or oh, is this definitely. like you're doing it for the sake of doing it no no i enjoy it it um okay. it's a release it's it's really awesome because um a lot of uh rock music is headed by male singers by men um, and so it's really fun to take a female voice take on all of these songs. I got to experiment with my own voice, with uh, how high I could go. Some of our songs are really, really intense. They have a lot of high notes for me and stuff like that. So I, I started finding it challenging. And I think that's what I enjoy about it, that it's not easy. I think I think it's one of the brilliant things you have done as a band because uh, having a female vocals for a rock band it's something it's not common especially here in Malaysia you have bands with female vocalists but it's not as common as what we think it is and it brings out it stands out very much and the energy level is completely different when you find that we have female vocalists taking it uh, to the next level, it gives a different vibe altogether. Like, I'm a fan of Southern rock and all this kind of stuff. You check out the female vocalists and that and how they bring the whole thing, especially when it comes to metal bands. Uh, female vocalists, it's totally different. It's Man, like, it you, 
if the guys, you know, you're so used to listening to the guys every time, every single track you go on, then all of a sudden you hear the female vocalist, you just stop for a second, you just look, you dig through again and again all the tracks. You they, they seem to draw your attention a little more than the usual male vocalist. And they, they bring out the, I don't know, it's totally different vibe altogether in a good way, in a very, very good way. So I usually enjoy female, uh, while listening to female vocalists on a rock track. It is fantastic. It is awesome. It's a good move on that part. Steve, how did you get hooked on with these guys? Ah, you explain that. <laughs> oh, no. Very, very funny story. One yeah, fine day no. I was walking, this black van came in, they kidnapped me, <laughs> put me inside. Pretty much. Actually, pretty okay. much. Something like that. Really? Pretty much, okay. yeah. It was uh, a threat, actually. Yeah, it was like a, a threat, lah, but um, not much of a direct threat, I would say. So, <laughs> how, 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 how did I get into the band? Very, very, uh, very interest, interesting story, actually. So, um, just like earlier, how they explained the history of Wicked Livers, you know, from uh, Wicked Stone going into uh, some other names and then finally Wicked Livers, right? So, I wasn't actually part of the history just okay. yet. Yeah, I actually came in way later. Oh, when, when was honest. that? When was that, I guess? Three, four years ago. 2017, 18? Yeah, 17, 18. 17, 17, yeah. late 17. Yeah. Okay, late 17, early 18s maybe. So, how did Bullseye is a bar in Publica. Bar, oh, bar in Publica. Publica. It's okay. managed uh, by Valen, uh, Valen Naden. I, I think it used to be one in Central Market before. That was many years ago. Oh, okay. okay. I no, doubt any of you were born back then. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that, sh that shows how old I am. But anyway, so you were saying it, Steve. Yeah, so anyways, uh, so they were jamming and... Um, that particular session, right, or rather that particular show, their basis, their existing basis, couldn't uh, couldn't make it, so he had to pull out and whatnot. And uh, they actually wanted to go through with the with the show with just the guitarist, uh, a vocalist, and then some keys, and then the drums. Mm -hmm. That's it. No bass. Yeah. Okay. They were on on that level already, you know. And um, while I was in the session. The singer was like, hey, just take the guitar, la. just take the bass, plug it in, and then just try. La. If you can play, you can play. La. Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. We, were all, we were all like, okay, what what can we do? You know, what can we do? And we see this guy in the corner sitting there, like, hey, you're not doing anything, right? You take the bass now, can you? <laughs> it was actually that. And the poor yeah, guy. They literally just threw the bass at me, and I was like, and I'll be honest, I have not uh, played the bass in any moment of my life at that point. Huh? And yeah, I tell you, I right, respect played. to this guy, he learned 20 songs in the span of two three days. days. Two, three days. days. Two, three days. Until he I was in my room. <laughs> I thought, I yeah. thought it would take you ages to learn a song. I mean, if you're, if you're not a bassist and all, but two to three days, that's amazing, man. Yeah, I was <laughs> you, you must be the highest paid member of the band. I, I, I wish, <laughs> I wish, <laughs> but but then you know, 
equality is uh, important. So oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, assuming the, <laughs> assuming you get paid lah. <laughs> <coughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyways uh we played through i mean like uh, i picked up the bass right i didn't know shit about the bass i didn't know i i, I know i mean i knew how to play guitar i knew the, i know the guitar but not as a professional you know not at okay. a professional level very novice you know sit by sit by the by the park sing with your friends kind of guitarist yeah i was that kind of guitarist so yeah picked up the bass and then the first song was what welcome to the jungle or something like that what was the first song i, yeah, I really couldn't take it easy on him no. no. guy just started his straight and heavy you know that <laughs> i think i think i only managed uh, isabella during that show oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i only managed isabella and then uh, welcome to the jungle i was like shit what am i to do just you know wing it lah play it damn simple and then also uh, they 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 threw at me uh, songs like paradise city you know in those 20 mm. songs real fuckers right right it was mad was like you well on the bright side they threw you at the deep end of the pool and you managed to swim pretty well because or else you wouldn't be here today mm-hmm. yeah Uh, I'm 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 grateful for them that I actually picked up another uh, instrument because of them actually. Yeah. Be excellent. Honest. But but how did the transition <laughs> happen from bass guitar to a drummer? Oh. Okay. Mm. Shakespeare jumping or? quite far. Right, we're jumping quite far. <laughs> <laughs> If I were to explain that. Because I I only have like say about 2 3 hours max on this podcast so I just got to shrink yeah. it down a little bit. <laughs> You got to get the edited version. <laughs> okay. okay um, summary, summary, summary. At the end, um, mid or to end towards of uh, 2019, our drummer had to focus on his job. He's a politician, by the way, but and also he has a crazy, crazy metal band. Okay, okay it's uh, Ogoshi Rebels from Michigan. Oh, so, he's with Paul and all. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right, and the, right. Yeah, and the bass is actually my cousin. I didn't know after a long time. I was like, oh, ah. well, this so guy's a hardcore underground. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So he had he had to break the news. <laughs> like, okay, I have to actually sit down as the drummer. I wish you all the best, but I have to focus on this too because this was the band I was in, and also my job. Now I was like, okay, we totally understood his, you know, his position. I was just like. Hey, what do we do now? Then we saw this guy sitting at the side there. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, sitting at the side. Oh man! But he, he was a drummer before being a bassist, so mm-hmm. yeah, the transition was much much easier. Uh, it made more sense that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, made that more, it made more sense. Because I, I've noticed, like I said earlier, from five five band members, then he shrunk down to three, and now you're back with four again. So you yep. you had another vocalist also right a male vocalist so Adam if I'm not mistaken was he yeah yes yes yeah. Uh, so um, that changed yeah there was a period of time where I left the band as well just to focus on school okay and uh, at that point um that's when we had a male vocalist and then I kind of came back and then he kind of left and then now it's just me but ah. we have Julio so uh, things exactly. have changed it's exactly. two vocalists now 
Nice, yeah. nice. But I also noticed your music, the songs that you chose. It's, it's a kind of fusion of classic rock and also, you want to call it pop rock sounding also. You can say that in a way, in that, that, that sense. But as, as Kevin, you all you are with Blister at the same time. Julius is Blister. So when it comes to playing with a band or rather your sound, does it have an impact with each other? Because you're so used to, I mean, once you play with certain bands, you get more influence with them, you know, with their kind of style of playing, the kind of music that they play, you know, the energy is totally different. And then you come back over here, you play on this side. I'm always confused with bands. How do they do that? Especially sessioning here and there. Julia's coming in. I'm going to bring in a shot. Well, so how does that happen for you? For me, transitioning between both bands is, is actually quite easy because we branch out from the same, almost the same genre, classic okay. rock, punk, and grunge, the mixture of that. But when it comes to this, it's a heavier mixture of metal, on the metal side of things. And most of the songs are already written by, you know, Ramon. And yeah. when it comes to songs that are written now, it's a mixture between like Julio and Mario and Derek because okay. they need to sing songs on that are very clear to them. And Julio can actually explain <laughs> the rest as well. So it comes to Wicked Lewis. Julio has been following us. You know, he knows how we sound like. Yeah, I can hear. But your video. We were just bitching about you, Julio. No, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, we were just, just, please, we were just bitching about you for a second. <laughs> nice. Keep bitching. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, never asking. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Okay. Once again, once upon a time, oh. way back in oh, 1942. Oh, <laughs> No, we were just talking about uh, the, the band itself, uh, Wicked Livers, in terms of uh, people like you and also Kevin, you play with a different band and at the very same time you play with this particular band. So how does it feel, the chemistry and the sound of what you play? So Kevin was just explaining about how it, the similarities you have between both bands. So this side is somewhat a little lighter compared to what you have in Blister. So it is kind of easy for you, right, Kevin? Um... We both, the thing is, for Wicked Livers and Blister, we have our extreme parts on it. Like, the difficulty level is crazy on Blister, yes. Yeah. But on Wicked Livers, we have our crazy parts as well. When it comes to off beats, off timing parts. And there's a certain type of enthusiasm when I play with Blister as well as Wicked Livers, you know. Okay. And the different types of guitars I have to use for Blister, or with the list. depends on the sound I want to achieve. Sorry. I think what Kevin and I also like to talk about is uh, serving the songs. The way Blister served the songs uh, is different from how Wicked Livers serve the songs. Kiri writes different things about life. Um, Mario and myself and Darren writes totally different things about life. So we are going, basically, we are, we are on the same path, but... The destination is a little bit different. Uh, our journeys okay. are different, you know. So mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah. very fun to 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 work with um different people, especially because musicians. Kind of at the end of the day, we're not just rockers; we are musicians, and and the ability to actually adapt with each other and the chemistry between all of us. I think, you know, with with 
gives brilliant vocal range and her stage presence of course into drama i love drama and also um that's the thing about freddie mercury as well right he also has that little thing that's, that's going on so to be this is actually i would say the first official band where i have a, uh, a woman as a front uh, as a front person and what a woman man she kicks most of our asses so yeah, she's that. a very different I very much <laughs> different as such a badass we always say that if uh, kill any girl that comes to try to fight with kill kill just uh mamposkan dia all you know so very <laughs> well, you know well on the bright side on the bright side for you especially julio after being in bands that uh with long hair and all you finally instead of guys looking like girls you finally actually playing with a band that yes. has a girl uh. yes <laughs> yes and a plus oh, uh, st- yeah and plus uh, steve 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 is also from from the same kampung as i came from So, oh, like a boy. Also from settlement, yeah. and we have already a bond there. Yeah, he's Portuguese settlement uh, boy. No, mm. nice. nice <laughs> well, well, yeah. Kira, I hope yeah. I, I hope you're not just like sidelining, always being sexist or whatever. Talking always oh, nice girl, girl, girl kind of thing and all, because a lot of people don't realize how awesome it is to have her. No, no, uh, yeah, definitely um, proud and happy to be one of the few doing it in the industry as well. Uh, like I you said, it's rare. And uh, yeah. when you have the opportunity, just do it's, it. It's like striking, yeah. striking the jackpot, man. Having a vocalist as yourself, because yeah. uh, I, and I'm also happy at the very same time you didn't go like why women cannot sing ah why ah okay okay you didn't do that. You know that's not, but it is a little a little sidetrack here. Uh, the reason why also I decided to like you know join in the band also when Kevin told me because I love their song. So I was a fan of Weekend Divas even before I, I I joined in the band, and the moment Kevin told me want to join, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" You know, because I really love the songs that the guys wrote. It's, it's different from Blister, and that's that's the thing I said. At the end of the day, we are musicians, and I want to play those songs. And if can, whenever we can, try to implement each other's ideas to make the song bloom like a flower, like a refugia flower. You know, <laughs> nice. nice. It, is. Yeah. it is. It is beautiful because yeah. you have uh, yeah. two songs which is available on the uh, streaming platforms, which is one set me free and also son of a gun. And I'm pretty sure you have more than that in store, right? Because I I know you perform your live sets and there's a couple of originals that's being performed but not recorded yet. Am I right? So how many am I, uh, how many am I looking at? How many originals that you have that you have not? Release or have Kim, not recorded Kim, did yet. Julio, stop using Maxi's broadband. <laughs> How many have you not released? The thing is, okay, we have about eleven songs at the moment. Yeah, about eleven. Nice. Eleven, twelve songs. And uh, what you've heard on Spotify or Apple Music? Okay, Seven Free and Son of a Gun. Are actually live recordings, so live recordings of the drums and vocals. But I took those live recordings and re-recorded it uh, with the guitar, bass, and tweaked okay. it a little to make it sound. I, uh, that's what I was about to ask you guys because I was listening to the track. It didn't sound like it was fully recorded in a studio per se. Yeah. I was listening to the audio quality and I was just a bit puzzled whether it was mm. a, a live sound or was it meant to be like that or maybe you did not pay the sound engineer right. Uh, so 
<laughs> so I was, I was like, okay, something's missing down here. Because it is an awesome track. It is an amazing track. So are you guys planning to re-record it and re-release it together with the uh, rest of the track in Fish? Or are you just going to leave it as it is? Okay, I think uh, when it comes to this album, yes, we are releasing as singles first at the moment. Okay. All of our songs. But once we get everything in check, we're going to re-record the drums and vocals. Okay. The cemetery and soundtrack. And when it comes to that two songs, I was just like, okay, I have a macbook okay i have uh, this uh, software so let me try to experiment on how to actually mix and master i know i know it's not that perfect yet okay um but in order to find our sound in order to find our bass sound our vocal sound our drum sound we need to actually have the knowledge in actually mixing and mastering so semi free was the first song that i mixed and mastered Son of a Gun was like I think a week after that, but we have another song coming up, December 18th. We can't tell you what is it. Okay, now wait, I'll wait. But it's a cover, but I assure you, it's gonna sound mad. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm looking forward for that you because know, one you know, thing about me is like sorry, uh, because sorry, Jelly. One thing about me when it comes to rock tracks, I often like the analog sound. I do not like it to be too clean. Mm. You know, rock has this thing like you're listening in comparison when you do to uh, listen to vinyls or CD or streaming platforms. Uh, vinyl gives you more of the analog sound that has all there. You know, a little screeching and all, but nothing is compressed. So the good part of having that live recording set, you you makes makes you feel like as though you're part, you're in that live situations when you listen to yeah. the tracks. But it's it's based on individuals. Some like it, some don't like it. But for yeah, me, I when it comes to rock tracks, I do not like it to be too clean. It ends up sounding like a hip hop or dance track. So it should have that little noise in there uh, that gives it the extra oomph uh, for for the whole song itself. So there you go. Yeah, Julia, where are you running to, man? Can't stay put, Lisa. <laughs> the Wi-Fi is shite. Sorry, guys. Really. Oh yeah, you're in you're in Rabang, right? Yes, alien land. Yes, yeah. Okay. Rawang needs the entire satellite. You don't need broadbands or fiber optic cables, man. Yeah, we get away with murder too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> is is Rawang still in the Malaysian map? Uh? <laughs> I think so. I think so. It will take some time to find it, lah. Yeah, yeah, we had elections, uh, election booth here, so I think we exist, lah. <laughs> Came in oh, left, lah. We lost. We lost. Hey, you. sorry, Steve. Hey, I hope it's not going to be oh. like the blister incident, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what happened. Funny. I don't know whether Kir watched the whole thing or not. The whole session we were talking, and uh, who was it that we were talking to the last Joshua, time? Joshua. Joshua. Your smile was like frozen all the way, and then we realized he wasn't even there. <laughs> the whole screen froze for a good 10-15 minutes of talking to him and he was just like smiling and then we realized that whole screen froze and he wasn't even there oh goodness I had rascal I tell you <laughs> oh hopefully Steve comes hey, back just now, just now before before we, uh, we I lost connection and stuff we were talking about uh, the analog quality right now yeah yeah this is a very good point I mean not understand it very well because the, the, the sound that is welcome back Steve I don't know what happened, man. Sorry, guys. It's okay, man. I'll send you the final. <laughs> so, yeah. 
because uh, one thing people has to understand lah. I maybe uh, I will maybe when people listen to this, I will get backlash by saying this. But for me, um, I would say I, I have a fair understanding of what rock and roll is. And rock and roll and rock is not supposed to sound perfect. You're not exactly. supposed. It's supposed to, yeah. And you know, if you listen to bands like the Dead Kennedys and and all those um early punk bands, they had massive fans around the world. The Melvins, their recording quality wasn't the best. Even Nirvana, the album Nevermind, he didn't date. Kurt Cobain didn't like the Nevermind album. He said it's too polished, but the whole world loved yeah. it. Yeah, because because that's how it is. It's okay if you're you're talking about the mixing part of it. Yeah, that's fine. You want to get the right balance, you know, of each for the the instruments. And now Julio is missing. This is going to be a exciting podcast, man. Seriously, everyone seems to be doing the disappearing act. So you you have a different sound of it. Like the mixing is fine, no problem at all. Okay, you get the right balance and all. The mastering should, I mean, like I said, personal personal preference should not be too perfect for a rock mm. track. It's It's I don't know man. It doesn't sound right at the end of the day when it's too clean. It sounds too popish. That top 40s kind of sound, which some might like, some might not like, lah. But if you're a hardcore fan, then I don't think so. That will be a problem for you. But do you all agree in the same part? Do you? Do you? I, 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 no, I agree a lot with what you're saying. If okay, if you're very heavily influenced by Led Zeppelin, say like Guns N' Roses, Nirvana, and all that, and yes, you're gonna feel like okay. A rock album should sound like that, you know, not unpolished, but raw. That 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 live, the yeah. live sound it, it's needed. But when you're heavily influenced by, like, let's say, like Alter Bridge or something, they have even Metallica's current song that they came out with. Yeah. Over production, over production quality. The quality is crazy, crazy good. You know, even. So there's a fine line between like for our genre, classic rock slash punk rock slash pop rock, I guess. So we need that fine line of like um, a polished quality and also not too polished, like not too polished, keeping yeah. the raw feeling of you know like a proper rock band. Because mm. we're very very influenced by Guns N' Roses, and we try to. Have their sound in most of our songs. Yeah, no, but at the end of the day, it's also depending uh, on where are you releasing or distributing your music. If you're going to print out CDs, you're going to print out vinyl. That's a different story. But a yeah, streaming yeah. platform, you need to have the uh, clearer sound on that on that aspect of it. Or else you're going to sound it's going to sound really crappy if it's not done right. So mm-hmm. it is a tricky situation anyway. But uh, hopefully, you guys could figure it out. I know uh, you guys have been playing music for a while now, so. Uh, you have to go on what's right for you and all. So, Kirtana, I got a question for you. You write yes. most of the songs, or do you write all the songs? Uh, so it's more of a joint thing. I um, usually Kevin and my other bandmates they come up with like the melodies, the riff, the progressions, and I mainly work on the melody and the lyrics of the song. Okay. So, Kevin, how it's been in the past, and we actually have like footage of us doing this like back. When we were first writing originals, he'd just play the guitar, and then we'd come up with stuff on the spot, and just um, whatever he plays inspires me, and I can hear a melody in my head, and then I just start messing around. We've written like five songs in a day, sometimes. Wow. Yeah, that when we're in the zone, I'm both of us are equally fast. He gives me the 
riff and then we tweak it to fit with my lyrics with the melody and yeah that's how we've been writing but it's a joint effort for sure nice nice Kier, and when it comes here did you tell did you sorry yeah Kier, did you tell naf what set me free is about <laughs> oh, I haven't got that. Don't tell me yet. Don't tell me yet. I, I'm going to get that in a bit. I'm just going to get that in a bit. I just, I just got to know because one thing about when, when it comes to writing your songs, I, I think I asked Kev and uh, Julio previously, the influence what you listen to usually decides on what you write or what's mm. your 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 journey or rather your direction of music. So, who are both of you, Steve and uh, Kirtana? Uh, who are who do you listen to most of the times? Who are your influences? Who's on your Spotify playlist? Or your car, or your audio. Okay, then you have an idea of what's the sound you can you can expect in the near future. Yeah, at the moment, it's uh, mostly uh, Christmas albums, lah. At the moment, <laughs> somebody get somebody, somebody get this out of the screen. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Yeah, anyway, all jokes aside. Um. The regular bands that I normally listen to, right? I mean, before uh, or rather that, that formed my uh, my 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 sound, my 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 patterns and whatnot. Uh, actually, started off with, uh, of course, number one would be Deep Purple. Nice. Right, number one would be Deep Purple, Ian Pace, uh, fast okay. but precision drumming. Okay, okay. and then uh, next we have, uh, of course, uh, we have. What's his name? Rush. Mm-hmm. Rush. Nice. Yeah. Neil Peart. I think I think Rush. it's a compulsory compulsory band for all yeah, drummers to listen to. Really, sorry, Neil Peart. Neil Peart. Neil Peart. So, and then um, of course, Kevin introduced to me people like Stone Temple Pilots. Yes. That's a good people, band. People, uh, uh, people like uh, of course Nirvana is one of them, right? Last time I remember the. During uh, my schooling days, when I was fifteen, uh, sixteen, we would normally go to a random jamming studio, and the first song we would play smells like Teen Spirits. Nice. Whether <laughs> whether or not we know shit about the song, that's the first song we'll start. Yeah, that's the first song we'll whack lah. Yeah. So, uh, what are the what are the, what are the bands? Uh, Paramore, of course. You know, drumming on Paramore songs are not uh, the most simplest. Actually, there's a lot of techniques going on there. Um, but that's mostly on the rock part. Um, okay. I've actually been uh, influenced by uh, jazz fusion, right? Nice. By, by mentors as well, by mentors funk. Yeah, so I, I try to incorporate all these and then see what I can come up with in terms of you oh, know this... beats, in terms of uh, feels. That's yeah. brilliant, man. Yeah. I mean, still wow. not the the, the 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 most perfect. Still learning. I still have. No, uh, but the moment you listen to jazz and funk, and then you want to incorporate it with rock, that's going to be a perfect concussion, man. Uh, the whole thing is is brilliant. I always fancy that because if you just going to focus on rock only, uh, you're going to be monotonous for a very long time. But when you have the influences of jazz and funk, uh, that yes. takes you to the next level right. altogether. Yes. Karen, what about you? you yeah. Sorry. So you're saying sorry, Steve? Karen, Karen. Oh. Last one, especially uh, drummers like uh, Jeff Pacaro from Toto. Mm. Oh, that's Why? nice. Why? It's because when when if you if you were to listen to any of his uh, just ten minutes uh, drum clinics, he tells you that uh, normal drummers will play this, but I decide to play this. Yeah. So mm, yeah. yeah, 
Only a Toto fan will know what exactly Toto's music is all about. Not the ones that they play in radio. Bali Bali Africa. Bali Bali Africa. Those guys were hardcore, man. If you really listen to the Actually, good stuff. Actually, yeah. yeah. Pamela, hold the line. Exactly. That was a good awesome stuff, stuff, man. Yeah. How about you, Gear? What about you? What's your, on okay. your playlist? Yeah. Um, so it's really funny because um, basically I work, um, as most of us, we all have day jobs. Oh, we do that stuff. Uh, my day job is I work in theater, so uh-huh. I do backstage and on stage acting, musical theater, and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I also sing casually here and there for concerts and those kind of nice. things. And then, of course, I have the Wicked Lewis. So I'm a full time performer. Ah, um, and uh, that works moves into my music playlist and it's something that I actually discussed with my friends recently. I don't listen to music very often, actually. Um, my wow. Spotify, yeah, as compared to Goodbye, Julio. As com- <laughs> yeah, but compared to my like pre-university days because uh, I studied music in uni as well. Um, but before that, like back in school, yeah, I'd be listening to mostly pop, Taylor Swift, okay. you know, just like giving or saying One Direction. Mm-hmm. I did listen to Paramore, Fall Out Boy, all those kind of stuff, but it was always mainstream stuff. Um, nowadays, when I have the time and when I'm not crazy working, uh, I just listen to whatever these guys share with me, you know, uh. on our on our. Um, uh, little group we're always sending each other oh this sounds really cool and I'm listening but um, on my own most of the time I work in music so I don't actually nice. listen to music on my free time I could imagine that oh man there you go my camera is now I don't know it's today what day is today everything is going to be <laughs> the wicked day yeah, wicked. I know, it just, like, just happens here and there and everywhere like, I don't know one of those days but Hopefully you get my camera back. Yes, it is back again. It's one of those days. Wonderful. Okay, okay, done. See my face. It's not, face doesn't come out. It's okay. Like, as long as my voice is there. But seriously, <laughs> as 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 a vocalist, especially, yeah, it's good to have options or rather listening to a lot of things. I have I had the privilege of uh, having a chat with uh, Amy Lee of Evanescence, and if you you'd be surprised oh. the stuff that she listens awesome. to and uh, how she focuses on her music, which is amazing, man. It's not only just focused on just rock. There's a lot of yeah. things that help uh, contribute to the music that they write and also how they sing the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. Amy Lee is, um, I would say, one of my favorite rock vocalists uh, when it comes to music itself. So she's, she's an amazing person. So now, let's getting back to the uh, music. The two tracks that has been written and released, which is Set Me Free and Son of a Gun. Let's talk about Set Me Free first. What is it all about? <sighs> Okay, okay. <laughs> Kevin now, Kevin, go ahead. It's okay, it's actually very, very, very interesting. Okay, I, this happened after a Blister show. We had our Jameson okay. Festival, one of the first Jameson Festival we had. And Blister was the first band to go out. So we okay. played and it was free flow. So we Ooh. drank and drank. And these, and these two guys were there as well to witness it. Okay. We drank, drank, drank. And I was just like, guys, I actually written something awesome. He goes like this. So I meet Stevie and like, hey, nice. And I had maybe the first verse written up. You know? Okay. You know, and 
woke up in uh, man, da -da 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 -da, you know, and he sees TV, he'd be strong something. <laughs> <laughs> but after a week, we were like, you know what, let's get this into the studio and try to mm. expand it and make sure it's a proper song. Okay. So Kier actually finished the rest. You know, it's a story about a girl who's been drugged in the club and she wakes up into like like, like into a panic state of mind and she doesn't mm. know what to do. Yeah. So in a way we are actually spreading awareness on what could have happened <coughs> or what could happen. You know? Mm. So yeah, so that's the just a bit, but to explain it further, I think you're Okay. Yeah. Um, so just a disclaimer, it's never happened to me. So okay. I just got to put that out there. Um, I can't exactly tell you what was going through my mind when I wrote the lyrics, but I just thought it'd be really interesting. Um, we we kind of knew that we were going for Set Me Free. We knew that that was the catch line of the song. Okay. So there's a lot of ways that Set Me Free can go, right? Set Me Free of what? Of relationship, of life, of you know so i thought why don't we go like really out there and write something about like it's a story so most of our songs are actually really if you listen to the lyrics or you read them they're all stories so set me free okay. in particular is that exact story so she talks about waking up realizing that she's trapped in this place with this guy maybe it's her partner um and now she, she needs to get out you know okay yeah, and that's the whole... And it, it brought so much rage into the song, which is why it's a very aggressive piece. I can see that. Especially in the end, yeah. Oh, now I've got to listen to it all over again with the lyrics. Is the lyrics in there? I've got to check it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll read the whole lyrics For again. both songs. Oh, and how about Son of a Gun? <laughs> Another drunk guy somewhere? No. Okay, Son of a Gun <laughs> is about a real person who I'm not going to name. Okay, right? no problem. Yeah. Uh, to whom it may concern. Okay. To whom it may concern. <laughs> okay. Never, not happened to me, but I witnessed the personality of this person. But so part, this, this song was created, I think, within an hour. Yeah, it was the really fast. Yeah. Wow. It just yeah. came like, boom, the inspo to, to uh, write it. And I just had this story in my head about remembering this person, um, about this guy who basically likes to act like he has a lot of money. Okay, uh, I've seen that a lot. Pretend that, you know, you know he, has, he has all these uh, expensive things, expensive car. Um, he's got his whole life sorted out. And he's actually using the girl for her money. Oh. So in the lyrics, uh, if, if you read them again, she says that he makes her pay for the bills. Or oh. she finds out that he's not paid for his own car or that, you know, small, small details. And it's all about this guy just being broke and lying. So he's I a son of a gun. You I know? know a lot of that. Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs that we've written so far just because the lyrics are like really fun. I kind of like what you guys are doing, man. When it comes to lyrics, it's always related to somebody or someone out there. And uh, is this going to be like a theme for the next 11 songs that you have? Is it going to be a similar concept about individuals or just generally in life? Hmm. Or do you have something like, I don't know, something motivating or something depressing? In right, terms most of because our, some people write yeah. songs like they have a theme 
One Correct. song leads connected interconnected with the other. So mm. do you do that in your music or is it all separate situations? What I feel is uh, at the moment they I wouldn't say they're necessarily connected like there's no overarching theme where okay. this it's about the same person but every song that we've written to this day is a story. Okay. So every single song has a it's either about a person, about a situation or um it's it's stories because i think okay. that comes from like my theater background and my drama background mm-hmm. all about like trying to get the story across mm-hmm. and that helps influence the melody it helps influence the way that uh, we change the arrangement of the songs as well okay yeah nice nice and in terms of uh, duration of releasing it i know uh, kevin just mentioned uh, there's one going to come out on the 18th of december which is pretty much a cover right you said earlier no, 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 no. Yeah, okay so you have you have 11 songs so it's going to be a very long period of time to release it you're not going to do it every week so how long are you expecting to have the entire thing being released fully before you can just call it that hey this is the fish album okay um i think we're all like getting old by the minute getting older by the minute so you're old i mentioned sanifu <laughs> <laughs> was actually written in 2018 or 17 no? okay. and then from that written a bit of lyrics sana sana began was 2019 and just within the blink of an eye it's 2022 so i feel like we should actually push and push and push so what we're going to do is within a title release it by actually maybe july or august you know okay mm-hmm. yeah so i think that's the best time for us to actually release this album called fish okay But I'm just curious of one thing. Uh, mind me, just asking you this because after having this conversation this year with so many bands, uh, so many great music has been uh, released, you know, albums and all. But one thing that a lot of bands lack, okay, this is based on my personal view, personal opinion. Uh, one thing that they lack was how they marketed it out. You know, having sharing with the friends and all this kind of things is fine. Yes, I have a song out, share it, or maybe you perform in your live locations and all. Do you all have plans or do you work with people in order to market it to take it to the next level or to a wider audience because it is kind of um, sorry to use this word sad uh, but a lot of bands that's what happened I've I've noticed that a lot of great music awesome tracks that I randomly just discovered um, out of going through mm-hmm. Facebook pages and all but unfortunately they weren't marketed right so they just came out one single and poof when missing came out two three singles and it was they had airplay but not as much as it should have so do you all have any plans for working with the right people in order to push your music out i'm not talking about labels but having the right right pr guys or marketing yeah, guys yeah. to do that for you yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Question. yeah the thing is for us consistency is key like what you said okay. um, some bands come out with one single and next few years they come out with another single by the time you release your first single The next day, listeners are not going to care about you unless you mm-hmm. have the consistency and the, that that pull you have within the song. And the thing is, we also need to have in Malaysia, especially love. Like, we have so many talented musicians, yep. like solo artists, bands, so many people, so many people. But yeah. the platform in sharing your music. is limited. Wow. Yeah, it's very very limited. 
Yes, you have Studio Ango, you have uh, Roja Sessions, you have Keep It Live, Keep It Local, and you have your podcast. But how much we can actually go further with those four? Yeah, we can actually promote on Facebook, we can do sponsored ads and all that. But the thing is, we want to keep it within the band first. Um, okay. When it comes to like uh, management and stuff, we like to keep it just us for the moment. If there's any opportunity to actually further um, showcase our music and all that, without limiting what we actually want to play, okay. then we go all out for it. But if there's going to be a point where it's going to be like, oh, uh, you can't you can't play these kind of songs. No, you can't. People won't like it. The thing is, we have to influence people to love our music. Not be influenced by people to create shitty music. So when it comes to showcasing our music properly, not just us, many bands also, is to have platforms like you guys. Yeah, you guys actually have this. Yeah, if you see, well, like I see this a lot in most of my conversations, is like uh, most bands, which I admire very, very much. They don't give uh, the listeners what they want, but they give them what they need. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. That's how, like, this because I'm also uh, I admire one of the things that uh, you guys as a band have details or rather you have your music right, you have your websites, your profile, everything you needed is done pretty well because I've come across so many bands that I have conversation with that they don't have a profile. They have no idea how a conversation when it comes to interviews or not only not in my podcast, but other places, uh, how do you sell yourself and how the conversation takes place. Uh, a lot of things have been lacking with these bands. They don't really focus on those little, little details, photographs, for, for example, profile pictures, YouTube channel, social media. Everything's on the weaker side, so it is kind of difficult to market your music mm. if you don't have those kind of things. But in your guys, mm-hmm. you guys have pretty much completed on that part. It's like you tick the, all yeah, the right yeah. boxes, yeah. and now yeah. all the. Yeah. Sorry, you think? Yeah, I think um, for us, we have uh, been thinking about it. You know, it's mm. it's not like you know it's been away from our thoughts. You know, just thinking yeah. of uh, we, we, the, the focus wasn't just to create and. Uh, and uh, produce music, you know. Mm. We we also had thoughts until today, maybe till tomorrow, maybe till the next six months. We're gonna be thinking like, okay, now we have to think how we're gonna market this out. Yeah, there. yeah. You know, okay. there's there's so many platforms, there's so many things that we can do. You know, maybe organize a, a, an event, you know, that specifically to feature our band or something like that. You know. Okay. So we are constantly thinking of ways that we can market our music out there. Mm. You know. To, to make sure that we are, you know, hey, we are here. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, also, I just, I'm just curious. You guys have been playing for a while now. What do you think that's needed to help boost your your band, your music, or maybe overall in the industry of uh, bands in your genre itself? Things that you think could be uh, could be improved a little more, or maybe could be something right. very helpful mm. for the bands. On your your personal opinions. Okay, uh, I'll start. Um, I think one of the difficult things, uh, especially in the Malaysian music community and stuff, um, let's just face the face the music. No pun intended. <laughs> um, rock isn't uh, the most popular genre around nowadays. Yeah, 
uh, not a lot of people listen to it, not a lot of people enjoy it. And if they want to listen to it, they are uh, looking forward to covers of older bands or just okay. being cover bands, right? Which I, there's nothing wrong with being a cover band. I have mad respect for cover bands. In fact, we started off as a cover band, yeah. right? Um, and I still like to play covers, but the issue is not a lot of people are open to listening to Malaysian original music. In fact, Malaysian original art in general. I could go on and on about how Malaysians don't appreciate the talent and creativity in every single one of their scenes, art scenes, mm-hmm. regardless of music or even, you know, movies, all sorts of stuff. But um, I think the best thing that we can do is to continue to push and um, for people listening, just you need to support your local bands, your your friends who are performing, your you know your colleagues who just release singles doesn't matter what genre just support like each other and the malaysian Mm -hmm. music industry in general in hopes that we can start to you know create our own little ecosystem you know just like how in korea they they live off their own entertainment system you know and we could do that as well if we wanted Mm -hmm. to the quality of malaysian art malaysian music malaysian movies theater everything can rival a lot of international music well, well. Be there. Be there. Yeah. yeah if mm-hmm. only given the chance to mm-hmm. thrive you know yeah okay. that's my two cents <laughs> okay it's true fair enough how about you kevin and steve kevin you want to go first or me first no because this <laughs> what what kitana said is something has been going ongoing for a very very long time like for me i've been yeah. in the business for over 25 years and i've seen them come and go and this issue has been going on for a very long time but un- until the day the digital platforms came in uh, it is different it has improved in a way yep. one way or another it has improved a little bit and uh, the good news is you do not need to rely on whatever <laughs> kitana just said you can do it on different countries you can sell your music in different parts of the world exactly. without relying locally so that's that's yeah. one of the good parts of it so but yeah, Steve and uh, Kevin are you do you feel the same Julia I feel the question the same. Wall, yeah? yeah totally the same really totally because same. Uh, yeah so like uh, what what Kiri just said um, for me if we can if we can market our songs out there it's good but at the same time what I think what most bands, even us, even ourselves included, right? What we will appreciate the most is that if we can have, you know, a very strong support locally. Yeah. Okay. At this point, I think uh, local support isn't there yet, hmm. in my opinion. Or rather, for the longest time, the, the local support is not there at the moment. Do you, do you think there isn't any support or there's too many choices? That's mm. creating the making mm. the cake smooth. I mean, share of the cake a little smaller because, in comparison, if you talk about ten or twenty years ago or fifteen years, you don't have to go so far. Uh, they weren't as many bands are, as they are today, and the amount of songs that's mm-hmm. out there is not as much as it were. People are supporting, but they can't go for every single one of it. Like for example, mm. shows. I I am always in a predicament when it comes to shows. One weekend, there's about five to ten bands yeah, performing in one sure. weekend. Yeah. So I. I always have these difficulties of choosing which band do I go for. At the end of the day, I decide, no, I'm not going to watch any one of them. So at least I feel good about myself. <laughs> I don't feel bad, you see. <laughs> so right, that, that right. happens from time to time. So it's like, could that be a reason why you don't feel that the support is uh, not there? 
is because there's too many choices out there. Could could that be one of the reasons? Do you think? Look at Julia, he's frozen. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am so distracted, man. Yeah. I'm trying to say. Oh, he's changed. Oh, there he's back again. Okay, good. You gotta watch your rerun, Julia. I think my view on this is the radio stations also play a part in this. You know? We are uh, West. No, uh, what? Okay. okay. He's okay, frozen yeah. again. Okay, good. Um, first. Ah, okay. Round one point five. Go. Pay your bills, Julia. Pay your bills. No, because okay, I'm sorry. I'm not like trying to bust your balls here uh, by, I mean, arguing and all this kind of stuff. The dependency mm. on mainstream media, I don't think so. There's as a necessity right now, because as you mm. know it, like we had the conversation earlier with the uh, Spotify wrap up. That's just Spotify alone, and the mm. amount of airplays that all the artists has got, which is fantastic. There's way more than what radios or TVs are going to be playing for you. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think so. They are. I am going to be killed by all those guys from the media, my media colleagues, but I don't think so. They're relevant anymore for uh, the uh, music music scene. I mean, it's just nice lines. Like, you know, you have the thing, hey, my song was played on radio. That was That's nice to hear on that part of it. Right. But uh, the dependency on the uh, mainstream media, I don't think so is relevant as it used to be at one point in time. It's true. The- it's true. Yeah, um, true. I think like what you said earlier, it, it's not just, of course, not being able, we already have difficulty competing on an international scale, but we also have a lot of competition internally, right? There are, yeah. like you said, so many bands, so much music, so many options. And uh, again, it comes back to another point of rock not being the top of everybody's list. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a hard fight. Um, okay. It's a hard struggle, but we all got to start somewhere. And I think us as a band, that's our goal. After the pandemic, I think things kind of like went in a big slump. And mm-hmm. now um, now that we're back and we're out and we finally got our, what I feel is the strong band. Because, you know, we've been shuffling around with our members. So the Wicked Livers weren't always steady, but now we've we've become steady. And now is the time that we can start building, you know, mm-hmm. so... No complaints about not being noticed or not having 10,000 million views. Uh, more than happy to even receive one at this point. Yeah. But uh, our goal is just to keep pushing. And I think if we be ourselves and be authentic with what we write and and uh, put our hearts and souls into things, um, I think we can... We can we can make our way up the stairs. That's a very nice point. way to put it, and I'm pretty sure you will. I'm very sure you yeah. will. So, Julio, just in case you were kind of lost on what exactly was going on down here, it was just popping the question. Uh, you can hear me, right? You're not frozen, right? Julio, Julio, hey, what's up? Boys, 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 hey, hey, okay, good. Ah. Uh, Okay, you know this is what yeah. you got to do to help yourself out. You know, you know the can sign you we have on. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. You know the tabs on top there. Please close all yeah. the porn sites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm frozen again. It's okay. Oh, poor Julio. Okay, now for this session, you just look pretty, lah, Jam. Whenever you're going right, you just come on board. 
So, okay, just in case if Julia can listen to this, uh, the question was how you can improve on what's happening on the air scene. And, uh, well, the guys gave a couple of suggestions, which is I think is brilliant, and I hope it works out very, very well in the uh, near future, and hopefully soon, hopefully really, really soon. Because I kind of love, like, as much as uh, I said this many, many times, as much as the pandemic was a bit of a mess for a lot of people, but at this very same time, it opened up the gates for a lot of great things. A lot of people discovered the DIY recording, okay, bedroom now. recording. You just stay put, Macha. You just stay put. Just don't move. Just stay put, Macha. Okay, just, okay. There you go. There you go. That's the picture I'm going to put on all the dating sites. You just stay there. <laughs> okay, now can you move? It's either you got to get a new internet line, Julio, or you have to move out of Rawang, man. Sell the house, move away from there. <laughs> yeah, like it's time to move on. Uh, Rawang, yes. No, nah, man. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm pretty sure Malaysia, the government has already removed Rawang from the map. Malaysia map. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's okay, don't worry. There he goes again. Oh, oh, my. So, where were we again before the whole thing? Okay, yeah. Sorry, right, I mean, let's forget about that. Let's move on. Your new track, like you said earlier, is going to be released in uh, an installment basis all the way by end of next year. So yeah. I surely hope uh, it reaches the right audiences, the huge audiences, mass audiences. And I definitely look forward to more shows from you guys. So any upcoming shows? Upcoming shows, no. But upcoming plans on where to perform, oh. on, on actually um, how to showcase our originals. Yes. Okay. Or in the current, I think I've mentioned it, it's not like Studio Ango, Roja Sessions, and many others, if they are coming out with some uh, platform to actually showcase, you know, bands, originals and stuff, we okay. have to, yeah, we will try. Any regular joints that uh, that you usually perform, like you, you're performing in Jama, then you are performing Medeka Raya and a couple of places, are you all going to be going back there anytime soon? At the moment, no. I think we're going to focus on finishing the album and actually... Okay. Yes. Showcasing our what we what we can actually do, what we, nice. what we can actually show. Yeah, we'll be working a lot on getting the recordings done, and okay. also uh, rearranging some of our older songs. Just the stuff that was in the backlog after the mm -hmm. pandemic. It's time for us now that Julio, because Julio is a new, you know, he's he's new to the band. So we're gonna have a good, you know, we need time to re like come together listen to the music together, fix things, rework okay. things, and then come back bigger, better, stronger, and more wicked than ever. I'm more sure you will. You definitely will. I'm it's looking forward to that because I'm a fan of your music, uh, the kind of stuff that you release. I'm always a fan of this kind of stuff, and I look forward for more of these kind of things coming out. But let's awesome, flood man. the market with this kind of music. Let's yes, flood it. Must. Let's flood it. you got to flood it as much as possible. Enough of the pop-sounding thing. But don't forget... <laughs> December 18th. December 18th. Just 4 p.m. Ah, okay, okay, okay. 4 p.m. in December 18th. That is this coming uh, Friday, Saturday. I'm going to, today World Cup finals. World Cup finals. Sunday. You had to do it on that day, lah. Yeah, oh, it's man. on Sunday. <laughs> oh, man. No worries, okay? I'll wait for it. 4 o'clock, still okay, lah. Still okay. Well, this got a message from uh, Julio. Sorry, lah. I don't know why, but both Wi-Fi and my data is getting fucked. Better sit it out this one. No worries, man. No worries, Julia. Uh, it happens. It happens all the time. And it's the reason why it's pre-recorded, not live. Uh, so I guess, guys, it's time for us to wrap things up. Remember, be on the lookout for their singles that is going to be coming out here, there, and everywhere. And, of course, you want the details, all the details on what the website, 
um, their social media page, Wicked uh, Wicked Lid, the Wicked Livers Band. Okay, that's uh, that's the Instagram handle. They're on Facebook, not so active there, but uh, everything you need to know is on their website. And I'm going to post it together on this website. So check it out. Feel free to uh, listen to the entire thing, listen to the album, the music. Uh, not album, sorry, the two singles, videos, any videos. You have rough videos, right, of your performances here, there. Bits yeah, and pieces of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. feel free to explore everywhere and see all of yeah. our stuff. More to come, more to come. You never know, if you want to collaborate with this, guys, there's also an opportunity. You never know. Anything is possible over there for shows, bookings, all the details you need to do. It's available on the website, so check it out for yourselves. No, so, we guys, before we wrap there. things yep. So, before we wrap things up, is there anything you'd like to share? Um, guys, let's put rock, rock music back into the map. Uh, yes, that's what I can say. Bring it out, man! Bring it out! It's about time. Yeah. It's about. I time. love the indie scene, but let's let's flood it, flood it as much as possible, man. Yeah, I gotta yeah. go start going out checking out more gigs. Kir, anything else you want to share? Um, yeah, don't forget to uh, follow us uh, mm-hmm. so you can keep up with what we're doing, what we're up to. We share updates quite regularly. And uh, have a good Christmas, everybody. <laughs> and all the radios yeah. out there, if you're listening to this particular podcast, please hire this woman to be one of your DJs, man. You need that, man. You need that. Voice. <laughs> <laughs> I just thank love you, the thank voice. Thank you, thank you. Live, and coming to you live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steve, how about you? Okay. I know um, pop is the main thing, but let's bring back rock together, man. Yeah. Hope hey, rock guys... never left, man. Rock was always there. It's always there. there. Yeah, it's always there. Is there? The always will be there. Yeah, cool, yeah. man. Right, I guess it's a wrap for this particular session. Thank you very much, guys. It's a great pleasure having you guys on board. And of course, advance uh, Merry Christmas and a very, you very, too, very happy New Year. You too. Right? And thank you for having us, man. Seriously, yes, it's thank my you, pleasure. Thank you, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank Keep you. Doing you, doing you doing, Keep doing what you do. Keep doing yes, what you do. yes. I hope we get paid doing this one day. Yes. So far, it's running on sunshine and rainbows. Hopefully, soon with Manila. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I enjoy. As long as you guys are around, I'm going to keep doing this as, as long as I can. So, thank you for the support for this one. Yeah? Awesome, man. No problem. Keep